bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dumb Gay Quarantined Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus like we're talking about reality TV. Happy Easter, ma'am, ma'am. Happy Easter. It turns out holidays and quarantine are just as fucking lame as normal <laughs> holidays. You didn't go into an Easter celebration via Zoom. I did or via not. Whatever. I was negative and cynical and turned off to Easter like I always am. <laughs> it was just normal for me. I right. forgot about it, basically. Yeah. And then was reminded by um, lovely, innocent children that float <laughs> around my life and was like, oh, shit. Am I supposed to get my goddaughter an Easter gift? Do you get Easter gifts for people? I mean, I should be getting my little angel a gift yeah. for everything. Oh, I see. Um, right. And it would have just been one more puzzle yeah, for well, that little bitch. And the, <laughs> and this is the perfect time for puzzles. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? So she will be getting that later. What's the next holiday coming up? Like a Memorial Day? Oh, my God. Are we going to have all the summer holidays in quarantine? Probably. Well, what what's oh, July 4th? <gasps> I don't really care about July 4th, but I do like a Memorial Day and a Labor Day. So Memorial Day would be. That's like the beginning of the summer. Oh, that's like people do barbecues. Yeah. I mean, it's you don't do anything. You just go first Monday off of the summer. Right. Um, first long weekend of the summer and Memorial. Oh, and then Labor Day last one. And that's like a work holiday, which is hilarious right. in quarantine. Right. Never would we celebrate work like we will now. Oh, like, my God. It's going to be Labor Day, but opposite. It's going to be, I'm working, bitch. That's going to be Labor Day. If, if I'm working, I'm laboring. If we have any labor to do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It'll be a celebration. But if there isn't any labor to do, then we will celebrate Labor Day. And we'll be like, remember when we used to could work? <laughs> that was exactly. fun. People are definitely going to do barbecues and they're going to do quarantine barbecues and they're going to just because they can be home and they can barbecue and then they're going to do it and then people are going to drive in their cars and be like, beep, beep, throw me a rib. And then it's going to be like, oh, and then it's going to be on Instagram. It's going to be like, I had a virtual barbecue. Hashtag quarantine barbecue. Hashtag still alive. Hashtag alone together barbecue. Hashtag together. We're in this together. Memorial Day. Like it'll be all that. And then the rest of us are like, wow, I feel lonelier than ever. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah. thing social media does to all of us yep well fuck all of that <laughs> bullshit okay because you know what we'll be doing for labor day memo can you give a wild guess and labor day is in august i'm assuming i'll be doing exactly what i'm doing now which is watching another season of big <laughs> brother okay you guys we've watched two full seasons already of big brother uh, we've been in quarantine now for full weeks and this is the start of our fifth week in quarantine. We have watched two full seasons of Big Brother. If you don't, 
if you're not privy to the Big Brother summer lifestyle, which we were <laughs> taught to by um, our good friend Anne, um, Big Brother is a it's a summer show. Mm-hmm. It lasts for three months and it has approximately fifty five yeah. zero <laughs> yeah. five zero one hour long episodes. Mm-hmm. That is. As many episodes as you will have in quarantine. (laughs) Come on, everyone. That's a mental health joke. That's 50 hours of a TV show. Mm -hmm. We've watched two of them. Okay. (laughs) We have now watched 100 hours of Big Brother. Maybe there's 21 seasons we've Mm -hmm. already seen in our lifetime, including these two. I think six of the seasons. That sounds right. So we will. So much more. I guess we'll get to like the 15, the 14 more that we have. I guess so. Well, this last one was a doozy, <laughs> and I'm still reeling from it. And it, oh, we watched, what was it? Season 19. Season 19. For all you BB fans out there, we did Cody. Damn. We did Jess. Damn. We did Paul Beardy part do. Do. Ugh, part do do. That's right. Who are the other celebrities on it? We did Mark. Josh. <laughs> Right, Josh. Boo boo. Josh boo boo. <laughs> it was Josh boo boo. Oh okay. God. Josh boo boo. Now, some of the people, our 14 listeners, know that I am a tried and true, tried and true fan of MTV, The Challenge. So we were already on the BB summer lifestyle, but they started to infiltrate The Challenge. Right. And basically, I got the bright idea, and it was one of my better ideas of let's watch Big Brother while we are starring in Big Brother because I do feel and know for sure that I am being taped and spied on at all times. And mm-hmm. I am, um, we we are shut in and locked in a house yep. with nothing to do. Now, different from them, we can use the internet and we can watch TV. Right. However, and also different from them, we aren't doing the workout regimen we should be. They sure stay fit. <laughs> Most of them in that house, they sure stay fit. They got those. They go outside. They got the bikes. They go. They, they run the around. Weights. Thing now. The the other day, from watching Big Brother, uh-huh. I've been waiting to tell you. I did go out into the driveway, and run back and forth ten times in, in front of front. your neighbors. Well, they weren't out. It was oh, but they could see out the window. But it was not all the way down the driveway. It was just the short. It was your the dri- width. Your driveway. It was not the length. It was the so width. So it was from your door to the other side correct garage door other side garage door other side right like relay race yeah tag like a, the gate what's it called tag the fence. exactly tag the fence right take the whatever the, exactly we used to do that in soccer practice mm-hmm. suck 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 soccer practice <laughs> well i had the bright idea of watching big brother it has paid off in spades wow it does encourage us to work out once a week week once a week yeah once a week <laughs> and you've got uh-huh. look it's made yeah. you go outside and do it in the sun i did it in the sun plus it was the first sunny day so i had to go out and like pretend i was in big brother and then just go back and forth You're and like, then i, I can even... go out of the house <laughs> yeah. so the veto meeting is i mean the veto oh, chat made... competition is done yep. so we have the backyard again yeah and i was whispering to fake people i was like well listen here's what we're gonna do wait we need to get elena out and then just we just had to do had to make my plan Cause I know that I would, I would, I'm terrible at Big Brother. Cause I have no strategy. I can't think any move ahead. I have a terrible social game, and I would be awful. So I know that I like to pretend 
there's no way for me You're to good be at myself. All those things. Yeah, because right. <laughs> there's no way for me to be myself in the game. I'd have to now. Now I'm being Cody in season 19 because who else right. is there to be? Well, I would for sure be Kantisha, as we know. So of course, it's, it's not anything we're ever going to really do. But we've <laughs> it's been saving us. We recommend get on that CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. There are a number of insufferable commercials that oh you will have to sit God. through. Oh my God. Valerian, it's great for diarrhea and your ripped perennium. Okay, I mean, Just every commercial I hear is like, up. I walk in the other room and it's like, do you suffer from bipolar depression? And I'm like, what? Why is this haunting me? It follows me to the bathroom. My mommy is sad, yeah, and it's like, I know she tries, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, my children, I know I can't get out of bed. <laughs> and then it's Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Save on your mercury insurance I'm going to be able to do every fucking commercial and that fucking tool who goes around and around In the washing machine with his fucking uh, hair yeah, and You I- know it's in your dishwasher Or you know it's in your washing machine liquid This stuff but you know it's not in seventh generation this stuff and i'm like you know it doesn't work seventh, seventh generation <laughs> right which i use and i literally every time it comes on i have to tell julia i go i use that and it sucks ball sack so i wouldn't recommend it keep the chemicals okay so basically what i was gonna say is that the the stars of big brother have infiltrated mtv's the challenge right so we finally just like Julie's like I go we got to do Big Brother so we can just like get our workouts on get our fucking paranoia on mm. get it all on and get our truly truly Chen Chun vest oh, God. on yes okay and that's the other delight mm. she is what we need mm. in COVID truly Chen welcome to Big Brother <laughs> I'm Julie Chen Moonves and tonight. The house is divided, but who's, I mean, it's so good in her club. Every outfit is meticulous, miraculous. Every um, ringleture, braceleture, neckleture, earringature is couture. Her entire, you know, Mm. journey, because Mm. we're on, we were, did, like I said, season 18 and 19. It was prior to Les Moonves being put on front street for harassment. Mm -hmm. So we've seen... All of the shades. And by the way, we have gone all the way back to the evil dick season. Right. So if you are a BB fan and you're here late to this podcast, please know we did interview evil dick and it was pinnacles. <laughs> so yeah. go back in the archives yep. and find it because he's the shit and he was everything we wanted him to yes. be. Mm-hmm. So great. Still looks better than ever. Looks great. Looks and great. so basically, though. We so we've gone from Julie Chen back in 2009. Right. We know her whole journey, and we're talking. We know her about tanning routine. Mystic we know tan. her weight routine. Yeah. We know her makeup routine. Her clothing designer. Her clothing routineer. And her, her marriage. Shoe, her shoes. Her marriage. Everything. Her mariage has, you know, as we know, she stayed. She's even more loyal to the mariage. Oh, she buckled down, doubled down. Yeah, right. She said, "Oh, really? Sexual assault? <laughs> Don't think so." I'm Julie Chen, Moonves Assault. So and we're into I'm into it. it. We're into it. We're not even mad. Stand okay. by your rapey <laughs> husband. Julie Chen can do no fucking wrong, no fucking wrong. in our book. I'm going to go ahead and assume Les is fucking on hands and knees every day. <laughs> and we know what he's doing down there. Okay. There's no way Julie Chen Moonves is suffering any kind of no. mistreatment. She's so genius. And when we first saw Big Brother on people's couch, we were like, 
what the fuck? Why is she doing this like the news? And mm-hmm. then one <laughs> one season later, we were like, oh, my God, Julie. Julie, Julie. We love you. Uh. We heart you. We love you. Oh, do it, Ramya. We love you. <laughs> Julie. Kim Julie, G. Kim D. You. Kim G. Hi. <laughs> so Hi. that's where we're at. We really recommend it. We started with fucking Polly's dumb season because he's on um, the challenge. Ugh. Then we got finished with that in a week, less than a week, three days. And Julie's like, <laughs> this Julie, not truly. This Julie was like, where are we going next? I go, we're going Josh. We got to go to Josh. Uh, and Josh is season 19. Now that that guy grows on you like a weird. The, fungus, I don't know how fungus. I feel. It's weird. Scabies? It's a weird feeling. Herpes. Yeah, yeah. It's a very weird feeling. It's like, I guess that maybe that's what herpes feels like. It's like, <laughs> it hurts so God, I can't wait till it goes. And you're like, it's been so long since I've had a breakout. I Where is it? And then it comes <laughs> back. You're like, there you are. There you are. You're part of my body now. I, I've missed you so, even though I hate you. I mean, I. I cannot stand. However, then I'm like living. Yeah. That's how extreme it is. Yeah. And that's where our emotions are at. And thank God we have somewhere to put them or we'd be crazy. Mm. So if you guys want to join our Patreon podcast and hear more nonsense like this, I'm sure people are like, <laughs> oh, wait out. Okay. Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. There are two options for you. You can do $1 for one podcast a week or $2 for two podcasts a week. Basically a dollar an ep, just like any other waste of money you can do. (laughs) And it's all in the matter of self-care and the time of COVID 2020. That's right. So decide if you want to. Decide if you want to. And we'll be here waiting with no money, with our hand out like (laughs) beggars in the streets at night. Now it's time to check in with America's funniest new prank show, Coronavirus Live. Mm. Do you want to start drinking? I know that it is only noon, but we don't really have to go to work and there is literally nothing else to do. I know this was a present and I googled this wine and it's only worth four bucks. Do you want to start drinking? Are you not thinking what I'm thinking? Not so much. Do you want to watch Tiger King? It's recommended by my friends. I know you're worried that it's kind of dark, but you can close your eyes for parts that are intense. Look at those little cute tigers. They're baby cubs. This doesn't seem that bad. Hello! She kills her husband and I mean, puts him in a meat grinder? We're not sure. Let's watch something I want to well, watch. I thought you wanted to watch this. Fleabag. How do you not like Fleabag? It's weird. It's a weird show. Let's just not watch well, anything. Fine. Do you want to sleep in separate rooms? We probably need a little space. Today we got into a shouting match Because you put my charger in the wrong place We know we love each other But not right now Cause we're together all day Do you want to sleep in separate rooms? I promise that it will be better soon Well, okay Do you want to do some yard work? That's something I thought I'd never say. But I 
dentist organize my ties again and there are 12 more hours in the day all right so if you're new to this podcast it's important for you to know that during the time of shit vid 19 we're tabling our usual opening segment eye of the shitstorm so we can give you our weekly recap of america's favorite new white house press conference sitcom otherwise known as coronavirus live the star of the show is the well-known stand-up comedian and president of the United States, Donald Trump. His feisty sidekick is played by Dr. Anthony Fauci, the plucky head doctor on the coronavirus task force, who serves as both a comic foil to Trump and a possible love interest. Trump, who is known for being temperamental and hard to work with, had Dr. Fauci written out of the show, but their on-screen chemistry was so popular that producers were forced to bring him back. That's right. And this week, their sexual tension was <laughs> off the charts. But viewers may come for the Trump Fauci fireworks, but they stay for the toxic supporting cast, which includes homophobic Christian comic and vice president Mike Pence, <laughs> Treasury Secretary and scary clown Steve Mnuchin, the world famous pass around party bottom and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, <laughs> and scrotum juggling buffoon and Attorney General Bill Barr, who always does the show in full Elton John drag. Now, God, that never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because I'm going to keep leaving it there. I love it. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, it's important to tell you that while we are in quarantine, we are strictly avoiding hard news. It's impossible to maintain optimal levels of disassociation, denial, and drunkenness with the news on. So we avoid it at all costs. And we recommend that you do too, unless you have an immediate vested interest in like a sick loved one or family member that's a first responder or whatever. However, everyone should be watching Coronavirus Live. That's right, because it isn't stressful. The questions from the press are always the same, and the answers from Trump and his supporting cast are always lies. So you never have to worry about panicking or freaking out. You can just sit back and enjoy the comedy while you Google the best way to clean your baseboards. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and they do deliver the comedy. But the funniest one on the show is Trump, which is why he's the star. Okay? And he's also the one who gets dragged the most on social media, which is probably why he's so verbally abusive to the reporters on the show. Some people might be so upset by the way he treats the press that they can't find the humor in it. But not us. We can be horrified and still laugh. That's true, because we're sadistic. And Trump treating journalists like shit feels normal to us now and more comforting to watch than those same exact journalists constantly trying to make us feel panicked and brainwashed like we will die if we walk outside. So here's a reporter stirring the pot per usual with a question about a survey taken by the inspector general at the Office of Health and Human Services. So the survey was given to 300 hospitals and reported a shortage of coronavirus tests. Now, please note before listening to the clip that California alone has over 300 hospitals. So a survey of 300 hospitals that's supposed to be representative of the entire country is already somewhat useless, not to mention biased. And so here we are back again with a reporter asking a question designed to create fear and paranoia like we're all going to die and Trump isn't having it. Sorry, not sorry. The Inspector General for the Department of Health and Human Services released a report today, a survey of more than 300 hospitals across the country. And the number one complaint... There's 6,000, more than 6,000 hospitals in the country. Severe shortages of testing supplies and 
And also, so what? Really? Honestly. Uh, it's wrong. <laughs> and they'll talk to you about it. It's wrong. But this is your own government. Uh, it's, well, where did he come from, the Inspector General? What's his name? It came from the Inspector General. No, what's his name? What's his I don't name? know. I have no name. idea. <laughs> this is about <laughs> making people scared. <laughs> I was handed this question by Breitbart. We put up on the board. You're going to ask, you're going to ask the Admiral. But are we are doing who say that they're waiting a week or 300 hospitals to get their test the results. we've done more testing and had more results. I don't know, miss. I don't run the hospitals. The world. They're doing an incredible job. Now they're all calling us. They want our testing. What are we doing? Testing. How do you do the five-minute test? How do you do the 15-minute test? So give me the name of the inspector general. Uh, could politics be entered into that? Go ahead, please. Yes, I'd like to follow up on, on this question of the HHS inspector general and by the way her name was christy Grimm, and it wasn't so much her opinion but they way to google that don uh, john 323 different hospitals women fuck things up too uh, when was she appointed when was she appointed uh, i'm not sure when she was would you do me a favor let me know. I'll, I'll check no no let me know now i have to know now john <laughs> because we are doing they never have the follow-up answer right uh, we are doing a better job than anybody in the world right now in testing there's nobody close and other nations admit this other nations have admitted it very strongly. Other nations are calling us, wanting to know about our testing. Let me know when she was appointed, would you? She did serve in the previous administration. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Oh, I see. You didn't tell me that, John. You didn't tell me that. Did serve in the previous administration. You mean the Obama administration. Thank you for telling me that. See, there's a typical fake news deal. You asked me when she was appointed. I told you when she was appointed. You're a third-rate reporter. And what you just said is a disgrace, okay? You asked me, you said, sir, just got appointed. <laughs> Take a look at what you said. Now, I said, when did they, when did this person, how long in government? But, but, well, it was appointed in the Obama administration. But, 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 Thank and that's you not very even true. Much, John. No, she, Thank you very like much. 10 years you ago. will never yeah. make it. Go ahead. Hey, you, you will never make it, it, even though you've <laughs> already made it. You'll never make it again, John. You're already a successful reporter. You're sitting in the White House, but you'll never make it. You're never going to make it in this town, John. I am... Um, I'm literally starting to hate the reporters more than I hate Trump. Uh, and I am not even mad that he got that mad, even though I'm mad at both of them, because the question is dumb. The answer is dumb. And we are going in the wrong direction here. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. It doesn't matter. The testing, the fucking mat, all of it. It doesn't matter. This is where we're at. OK, John, this is where we're at. Lady, yeah, you this first is where bitch. we're at. You first bitch. Yeah, you you want to talk about 300 fucking tests. There's 6,000 fucking hospitals. You want to oh talk about 300 God. hospitals that report over a week long to get a test. And Fuck also off. and also like and I'm and I'm sorry, not sorry too. with the Like we said, even last week, do you think that every single human being on this planet is going to get a mask and a test and a thing and a this and a ventilator? They're not. You know why? There's too many fucking people. <laughs> That's why there's too many people. You know why hospitals are overrun? Because there's too many people. So I'm sorry to say we're overpopulated. That why? why let's have that be one of the questions that you ask the exactly. president. Have that. Let's start asking the real questions because your te the testing isn't it. Biatch. It's true. And I am so obsessed oh with that 
little triage <laughs> there. I think it's so funny. I think it's so genius. I love that he goes, what's his name? Yeah, the oh, nuance, name? if yeah. we were to go back and oh, if we had the time, gosh. you guys, to go back into the nuance. <laughs> it's like, first of all, what, uh, who's the inspector general? What's his name? Of course, he fucking assumes it's a man, number one. Right. Number two, of course, the dumb bitch doesn't have the answer, which is why he's sexist, okay? <laughs> she doesn't know who the inspector general is. She knows that the, the survey in his 300 hospitals, but she doesn't know who the fuck took the survey, you dumb cunt. So then, then of course a man has to come in. Oh, I looked it up. It's Christy Turlington. I uh, looked sir. it up, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's Christy yeah, Turlington. Yeah, it's Christy Turlington. Okay. Then Trump. <laughs> when was uh, when was he appointed? And it's like. Oh, you got me there. So it's like, <laughs> fucking God, you don't know the answer to that. You don't know anything about this person. All you did was simply Google the name, quickly right. jot it down. And she's worked for like every administration that's ever been. Yeah. She's been working for the government for like 5,000 years. She worked for Bush, she worked for fucking Clinton. She worked for everybody, whatever, whatever. And yeah, she worked for Obama. And you know who else she works for? You, you dumb motherfucker Trump. Yeah. She works for you. Right. So but the funny thing was, John didn't know it. Dumb countries right. didn't know it. No one knows it. They are terrible reporters. They've already made it. He's a terrible president. It's round and round in circles. <laughs> oh, it's round and round. But the thing is, it's that's what my my your point is. It's the wrong thing. And yeah, and for anyone out there who is now feeling their asshole tighten up with hatred for me, particularly, because <laughs> uh, that's how this usually goes. They love Julie's rage, and then it comes to me like, Ugh. she's just like, what is she like a Republican or what? Why is she like a for Trump? So, so for anyone and who, by the way we're both on the same page okay <laughs> that's right so anyone out there who feels that feeling in your fucking asshole know this i would be happy to stay on the fucking trump haterade parade going down julie street except <laughs> these reporters are numb nuts tools and they're not asking the right questions and when they want to get to start a asking the right questions ask about the economy ask about oil ask about overpopulation but we are all quarantining so that the issue of the fact that there aren't enough masks, there aren't enough tests, there aren't enough hospital beds, there's not enough ventilators, and that the testing takes a week, we're all quarantining and and literally imploding in our own shit <laughs> so that those issues don't affect as many of us. That's why we're here. Right. So your question about the, the testing not being enough and taking too long, we don't give a fuck because that's why we're sitting at home. So we don't have to take a fucking test. And also, I do want to say there does have to come a point where we all have to go, you know what? There might not be enough tests. Yeah. You know, what? in the entire world for the entire um, trajectory of the of life on Earth, there might not ever be enough tests because there's too many fucking people. And so. Even though we're capable of laughing at this shit, that doesn't mean that we don't also get enraged. Clear get en clearly. <laughs> I'm also about to get my period, so shit is going to get real. We get enraged on behalf of the reporters he's abusing and enraged at the reporters themselves for not growing some balls and telling him to fuck right off. Last week, I treated you guys to one of my rage fantasies, which is one of my favorite coping mechanisms for dealing with my anger while watching Coronavirus Live. Well, my rage fantasy worked like a charm because this time when he called the female reporter horrid, I barely felt anything. I didn't take it personally this time, and I was able to find the humor in him berating journalists for their constant, repetitive, panic-inducing, headline-chasing bullshit. Hopefully, you can enjoy the clip as I did. And this is the same lady. The same lady who asked the original question about the inspector general who didn't even know who the inspector general is. <laughs> I know you don't want to talk about the inspector general report, but testing is still a big issue in this country. <laughs> when can hospitals put the, expect? Put the slide up again, please. When can hospitals expect to receive a quick turnaround of Are these you ready? results? Are you ready? 
<laughs> Hospitals can do their own testing also. States can do their own testing. States are supposed to be doing testing. Hospitals are supposed to be doing testing. Do you understand that? With the federal government, listen to me. With the federal government, we're not supposed to stand on street corners doing testing. <laughs> they go to doctors. They go to hospitals. They go to the state. The state is a more localized government. You have 50 of them, and they can go 50 within here. You also have territories, as you know. Oh, yeah, oh, there's and territories, too? They do the You testing. can go to Guam. Go yeah. to Guam. And if you look at the He's chart, like, is Hawaii you take a look, I don't know, Alaska? Yeah, just take a look. And these take are testing, and the results are now coming in very quickly. Initially speaking, the tests were old, obsolete, and not really prepared. We have a brand All right, well, new that's your fault, that so that's fine. Very quickly, and that's your result. Mm. And you should say, congratulations, great job, instead of being uh, so horrid in the way you ask a question. Please, go ahead. Please. Mr. President, So horrid. I mean, he's coming up with, I don't know who's coming up with, like, exactly. some of these new, like, you're horrid. Oh, he's got an earpiece in because somebody's like, there's territories. You said 50 states. I think there's 52. We're not sure. But listen, if again, if your butthole's puckering, <laughs> if you can't see the fucking comedy in that clip mm. when he's, oh, it's nonstop, the repetitive, and you know, you don't want to talk about the inspector general. <laughs> <laughs> this testing is important. <laughs> he's like, oh, this bitch. No one wants go. to go. No one wants to go. Okay, the World Health Organization. Let's talk. Let's let's. Why are we now? We are are finally coming to understand that we are going to be having more global pandemics, and we're going to have more um, diseases and problems. Maybe we should come together with the United Nations, and globally, we need to start dealing with this problem in a more effective manner. Do you, would you be interested in that? How about that question, yeah. you fucking assholes? Yeah. Like, do something. We're not going to the testing. The testing is going to get better and better, just like it is for the flu, just like it is for any disease right. that comes in time. We are not ready because this is a new strain of the fucking thing. And even if they knew about it three months ago, who gives a fuck? It doesn't fucking it doesn't matter. matter. So let's start dealing with the long-term issue that we clearly have. It's true. And start asking him hard questions. Even the one Julie just said about the United Nations and World Health Organization would stump... Trump be on stump Trump. Stump, that should be Trump. That should be your new motto when you're going back to the drawing board with your questions. Are you going to force China to end wet markets? Are you going to force globally in every single country? Will you put pressure on every country, particularly China, that eats endangered and exotic animals that opens up our bodies to disease between animals? Oh, by the way, cougars are now have COVID. Tigers have COVID. We can see that animals are having it. What's going on? Are you going to back um, maybe stop de deforesting in certain areas of the world that are causing bacteria and this sort of virus to be caused from animal to human what do you think about that yeah stump trump try it because you're because your bullshit is boring and we're now having to eat our own for entertainment purposes and that is exactly what we're doing and again i'll say it sorry not sorry so either trump got tired of the fighting or he finally did the tussy slide with dr fauci because he was in a great mood on the last coronavirus live. Check this out. This is how he started the press conference. Okay, it's Good Friday. Let's be nice. Okay, let's be real nice. Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> Play it again, man. Uh, uh. Okay, it's Good Friday. Let's be nice. Okay, let's be real nice. Yeah, please go. Just Thanks, gross. Gross. I don't need his bedroom voice. But yeah, he's ready to be nice. He's ready to be real let's nice. Be nice. He doesn't want let's any. Be nice. He doesn't want to be, be harassed. Be. Don't be bit of me. Don't be bit of me. 
<laughs> this is going to be huge today. It's going to be huge today, okay? I want to bigly. I want to, get to come together bigly. And I want to come together great. Yeah. We've got great people on all sides. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm doing an amazing job. And I want you to tell me that I'm doing an amazing job. <laughs> exactly. Because I can't believe. You know what? I can't believe. I can't believe how hard these people work. I'm actually shocked. <laughs> I just thought what people did for work was collect people's money, steal people's money, <laughs> lodge money, do stuff with money, build stuff on other people's places, make people pay too much rent. <laughs> but what I'm finding is that people like Stip and I trying to help people. Weird. <laughs> Whatever happened between him and Dr. Fauci, the man is glowing and he can't stop, won't stop talking about his new crush. Hashtag Team Fauci or Dr. Frump is in full effect. Listen to him swerve left into his lover's <laughs> arms to avoid answering a question about reopening the country on May 1st. Mr. President, uh, getting back to Peter's question, uh, a variation of Not Jim Acosta, no. by the way. Those who are gathered here seem and to be referencing uh, in Peter, doubt right. as to whether or not the, the other country star. could reopen on May the 1st. If they come to you before May the 1st and say the country is not ready or huge parts of the country are not ready to reopen on May the 1st, will you listen to them? I listen to them about everything. I think they're actually surprised. I have great respect for these people, all of them. You look, and, and others that are working with us. <laughs> I have great respect for this group. In fact, I told Tony Fauci, I said, why don't you move to New York, run against AOC, you will win easily. And he decided that he's not going to do that. Okay. I kid, by the way, they, you know this. I find it ironic and interesting that while touting how much respect he has for them, he calls him Tony Fauci <laughs> yeah. as opposed to Dr. Fauci, which is the respectful title uh, he is owed and due. I told Tony. Listen, I, I said, said Tony, Tony. I'm not going to call you doctor. Nah, I don't believe in the titles like that. Especially when I'm like fucking you. Oh. I, I don't call anyone I'm fucking no, that's right. by a title <laughs> higher than my own, sir. Look at Tony, this little spinner. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love him. I love this guy. I mean, he never calls her Dr. Burke Deborah. Yeah, he calls her Deborah. He never calls her Dr. Bricks or Burks or whatever her fucking name is. He would is. never. There's a prob, there. I he probably calls the Pope by his first name. You know what I mean? He's while, probably while like sitting there, Giovanni. What's up? Like aggrandizing his great respect for yeah. people. He will never ever um, humble himself by lowering him or it's not even lowering yourself it's just the respect no. that someone worked hard to he deserve because he doesn't respect people he he is proud of himself for listening to them at all and he considers yes. that respect uh, yeah 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 and i think that he's really proud of himself for i think he's shocked at his own be- self that he can't believe that he's really like wow these people work so hard like he's he's he loves himself for lo- yeah. like like liking that right and he's or like something he's like look at me i'm listening yeah i'm do i'm yeah. doing co- like working together i'm sharing look yeah. at me yeah oh well his good mood on friday continued throughout the entire press conference to the point where he even had a fanboy moment with two of his sworn enemies governor of california gavin newsom who by the way is the ex-husband of his son don's fiance and Governor Chris Cuomo of New York, who is his biggest competition on the live comedy press conference circuit. <laughs> when it's all said and done, Trump can never pass up an opportunity to brag about all his famous and powerful friends, even the ones who hate him. One more question. Ahead, try one more. Will you have governors, mayors, members of Congress on the Open the Country Council that you talked about? Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to put some uh, governors... Yeah. I've gained great respect for governors, both Republican and Democrat. I've I learned what they are. I've friends with some of the Democrat governors that I wouldn't have really had the 
privilege of getting to know. And uh, <laughs> Governor Murphy of uh, New Jersey is a very liberal guy. I'm not, but we've had a great relationship. Uh, John Bell, as you know, I call him John Bell, but John Bell Edwards, people call him John Bell. I'm pretty sure they don't. Sort of a cool I'm pretty name. sure they call him John. Uh, from Louisiana, <laughs> pretty sure they I, call I him John. a very good relationship with him. Uh, Gavin Newsom, honestly, I, I think uh, we've fight or never. We're fighting, hey, we're fighting now. Right yeah. now. I want he hates me, I hate him. But to be made cheaper and safer and stronger. And but you save three four thousand dollars per autumn and environmentally fight. equal. Strange fight, yeah. We're Pretty better, sure Gavin maybe. Into that. And we're fighting on that. We're fighting a lot of different things. We fight on the border. He wants open borders. I want. I don't I think want he wants open to borders. To our country, sure. We fight about Kimberly Gilfoyle and what a yeah. fucking dumb slut she is. He's done a very good and, job. And uh, you both probably fucked her. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I've gotten very friendly. I mean, he's been, I think, sort of a friend of mine for a long time. Don't mm-hmm. get to see him much, but. Governor Cuomo nope. of New York. We, nope. we talk all the time. No, I tell you, I spoke to him literally no. the last call just before walking in here. You've known of each other. He's famous. Uh, you're famous. I've gotten to, I've really developed a lot of good friendships he's so with the governors. so on all of his powerful. Including yeah. governors, uh, I think Mike DeWine, Republican, but I think he's done a great job in Ohio. A Republican, so, yeah, but I think I he's done a great job. Uh, <laughs> and that's weird. They I usually suck. Some governors. I'm not going to have all of the governors, but I'd like to put some representative governors on. Are the rich ones? The council, yes. The ones that would like, like, like me. Yeah. <laughs> the right. ones that are into Well, even if they're, you know. Of them. They've all said yes. So far, everyone said yes. I think everybody would That's like to be That's a complete lie. You can just tell. That council. That's a very important council. couple of them, yeah. They've it's a very all. important council, but I don't want to talk about the council. Yeah, what no. I want to talk about <laughs> are my friendships on uh, with these governors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the council is whatever. It's going to be a group of my friends. We're going to get together. We're going to smoke cigars. The good old open the country again council. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically (laughs) going to be like all these guys from the different companies that like I gave tax breaks to and the governors who are going to like like help me get reelected and stuff. Now it's time for a moment with Melania. Well, last weekend was Easter, and that means that the White House was supposed to hold its annual Easter egg roll hosted by First Lady Melania Trump. But that was canceled because coronavirus. So instead of her tradition of reading an Easter story to kids in the White House Rose Garden, Melania was forced to sit in a weird security gazebo and read a children's book awkwardly into a camera, which her staff then posted to the White House YouTube channel. Oh, you didn't know the White House had a YouTube channel? Of course they do. That's where they post all their funny videos, like this one from Melania. Happy Easter. Since we're not able to celebrate... Hold on. Since we're not able to celebrate the traditional Easter egg roll on the grounds of the White House this year... I want to take a moment to wish everyone a happy Easter and read a, one of my favorite children's books, The Little Rabbit by Nicola Guillen. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Ollie and her toy bunny had been waiting for the rain to stop for a long, long time, but last day had arrived. They rushed to get ready where so many puddles outside to splash in. Ollie spotted the perfect puddle right away, but before she could jump in, whoosh, a sudden breeze whistled past bringing a cloud of blossom with it. And hookers. <laughs> Does it tickle, Bunny? 
Ollie laughed. Oh my God. A tiny paddle landed on his nose. Bonnie didn't answer, but his nose <laughs> began to twitch. Ollie thought she must imagine it, but she looked again. Bonnie's ears were moving too. Blah, blah, Bonnie, Bonnie. This story make no sense. Ollie, Ollie. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. It's a bunny and an Ollie and the rain and the paddle. weirdly sexual too. Night, night, Bonnie. <laughs> Ollie whispered sleepily. Bonnie didn't reply. But as all his glows, she was sure she saw his nose twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Easter. I hope you're able to enjoy this special holiday. And be sure and take care of yourselves and each other. Okay. So that was obviously next level comedy. (laughs) So I don't know why it only has 200,000 views. But it was only posted on Friday, so it probably just needs time. Either way, here to talk about all things Easter in the time of COVID-2020 is our wonderfully funny, robotically glamorous first lady, Melania Trump. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me here. Oh, I love that story, don't you? It's so um, wonderful for children to learn about bunnies with twitch nose. (laughs) Yeah. So do you choose the books you read? Because I know... no. Okay, because you read one every year in the reading nook. Mm-hmm. and That's he- what we call it, the reading nook. <laughs> I like to meet my security guard out there, too. And Donald, he thinks that the dog, he brings me out there to read book. But I suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's In fun. the reading nook. I love Wonderful. that. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can do doing much of that during quarantine. How was your, <laughs> how, how your holiday? Right now, it's hard. <laughs> Uh-huh. With our families in Guarantin <laughs> and with coronavirus, it's hard for families to be together. But I took Baron and myself and we took a private jet uh, out to my new condo. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and mm. we're out there loving it. We are doing our own thing. I say, Donald, stay home. Do your press conference with your hooker friend, whatever. I don't care. And um, uh, Baron and I go to Nukondo where we are just leaving, honey. We are leaving. I do homeschool for Baron. Oh, okay. I read him this book. He says to me, Mom, I am 20. <laughs> I said, you are? He said, no. <laughs> He's like 16 now or something. Yeah, he shouldn't want to read The Little Bunny or whatever the fuck no, that was. No, no. Sometimes um, I know that for school he has to do digital classes and then I have to go over the homework with him. And mm-hmm. I go, you know, what is your homework, Baron? And he goes, oh, mom, I have to do history and mathematics. <laughs> and I go, okay, go ahead. Because I don't do any of that. Right. You know, even though I'm supposed to help him, but I can't. Are you sad since Baron's growing up, you can't be around children during the quarantine? Or you you love know, I you? love to babies. Yeah. I love to hold babies. I like to have them look at me and cry. <laughs> no, they don't. I look, I think children like me. I think You're I have beautiful. nice energy. Right. They go, I know that somebody say I look like a robot from video game. Yes. Maybe I do. Yeah, but I don't care. They look like people too. (laughs) They look like beautiful models. Yeah, just oh, I'm so oh, (laughs) I thank you. I'm a beautiful model. Yes. Do you wish you were beautiful model? Yes. Do babies want to be held by beautiful model? Yes. (laughs) So you welcome babies, babies. You welcome. (laughs) 
I love babies. Oh, they're so sweet. So are you sad you can't see them during quarantine? I'm or? a little sad. You know, they want to do dig. They want to show me them uh, to zoom them. Mm. But I go, I don't want to zoom. I want to hold babies. I don't want right. to look at them. No. It's a, well, who wants to look at babies? I can look at Donald all day. <laughs> I don't need to. I want to hold babies. Of You want to smell them. Yes. And hold them and have those tiny chub, chubby hands touch your hair. And they go, don't pull out my extensions, babies. Because <laughs> sometimes they do. But right. I laugh. I go, ha ha. I have other extensions. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes people, they're poor. They can't afford extensions. Yeah, right. And they don't know what they are and stuff. No. So, well, happy Easter, Melania. Happy Easter to you, beautiful model also. Thank you. You should enjoy, have eggs, you know. Right. Chocolate, um, you know, stuff with Jesus, whatever you're into. I don't care. I don't care. Well, thank you for coming by. We always love hearing from you. Thank you. Okay, now it's time for Quarantine Skew. No dark sarcasm in the classroom Teacher, leave them kids alone Now it's time for Brandy and I to ride our tiny bicicleta to skew. This is our segment called Time for Skew, where a live person teaches us something. And today we're talking to our quarantine professor for the day, Dr. Linda James. Dr. Linda is a longtime <laughs> good friend of ours, and he paved the way for this podcast as one of iTunes' first gay podcasters. And though he's not really a doctor per se, <laughs> he has a new podcast prescribing all the self-care methods that will get us through this quarantine and the aftermath. So without further ado, let's go to Cool Comfort Skier. <laughs> With Dr. Linda James. Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Oh my god! Hi guys! So excited! This is my favorite podcast, and I love being a guest. I love when you guys call for my my worthless opinion. <laughs> well, you've been a lifesaver during this mm. strange, strange. I don't know if I should call it a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It might just be like a night terror. Yeah, that never ever <laughs> ends. Yeah, it's an alter. It's an alternate reality. We've Altern- definitely we've stepped into a a, a new dimension. Take us on yes. your quarantine journey. We want the 14 listeners to know if you started out the first day of your quarantine with this Zen attitude or did you have to work at it? Oh, no. Um, I live in Seattle, Washington. So we were the uh, considered the epicenter to begin with. You know, um, we um, had the first cases in the old folks home um, that became, you know, ground zero. Uh, one of my coworkers, actually, boyfriend's grandmother died in that um, old folks home. And she came to work after visiting her. So <laughs> I became uh, extremely freaked out. The CDC said, no, nah, just stay open. And I said, I don't trust you fuckers. Uh, once the school system was closed, 
My job gave us the option to be laid off if we were uncomfortable working in that situation oh, wow. or they decided to close. And I was the first person to sign up for that, I believe. <laughs> like there was, they hadn't even made the announcement yet. And I was like, is it time? Is it time? I don't want to come. <laughs> um, so I was uh, freaking the fuck out in like early March end of February. So I began my self-isolation on like March 12th. And then the 15th to the 19th or 20th was just me sobbing uncontrollably in my house (laughs) in the fetal position. Because I was like, this is not going to end. Like everybody was like, we'll see you in April. I was like, this is going to take 12 to 18 months. I'm going to be, we're going to be locked in for the next year and a half, you know? So what you were sobbing for the first five days what was going through your mind? <laughs> Grief, mourning. I had gone from touching, um, you know, 10 people a day in my job cutting hair and like going on 10 mini dates with straight guys, basically. <laughs> um, and, and then, you know, I had boyfriends and stuff. I was having sex. I was doing great. I was making more money than I'd ever made. I was doing great. And then all of a sudden it ground to a halt. And Ugh. like it was very clear that our leadership is not in a place where this is going to just disappear. So this is for the long haul. So I knew that and I had to mourn it and I allowed myself to, and I just cried and cried and cried. And I watched the golden girls because it's easy to pretend that the golden girls are in quarantine too. <laughs> right. Cause they, they never leave, leave the house. They leave the house. <laughs> yeah. right. So, and were you also scared of getting sick or no? Absolutely. I mean, I've got a countdown right now. I went to the supermarket a week ago and I'm, I'm just waiting. Um, now that we see what's happening with patterns and stuff and the way Washington is going, at least I'm a little more soothed because our culture here is to, uh, never speak to or look at each other in the streets. Um, so we're, we've got isolation down here. So it seems like we're doing a little better. There is going to be a resurgence no matter when it goes away. Mm -hmm. So like there's a constant concern of mine, but I, um, you know, I, in even normal flu season, I'm hypervigilant about washing my hands. I don't touch doorknobs. Like when I go to the bathroom, I enter the bathroom, wash my hands, pee, wash my hands again, open the door with a paper towel, kick it open with my leg, and then throw the paper towel away. So I'm a little bit OCD to begin with. And then I yell at the bathroom and tell that tell it to fuck off and get the fuck right, out of my exactly. face. So and yeah, then you... I sanitize my hands outside of the bathroom again. So like wow. I during normal flu season just don't want to get sick because I, I need to make money to survive. So like my normal health patterns are uh, beyond what the CDC has told you to do already for this. So you're but you're already OCD. Did you already suffer from any kind of like anxiety or depression or phobias of any kind? Yeah, just for the last 34 years. <laughs> this is helpful for people to understand. So talk to us about like your anxiety or depression or whatever you might have had besides just being somewhat of a hypochondriac OCD. Right. Well, I just have had regular anxiety and depression for my whole life. The depression is a little is less now. I'm in a pretty good place. I'm grown up. I've done a lot of therapy. Like get yourself a chat chat therapist, I guess. They're all going to be doing chat therapy with each other after your call. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's mental health is, is real fucked up right now. I may be developing serious agoraphobia. I do not want to go back and cut hair after this. I'm like done. I'm applying for new jobs every day that will be like in an office that I can work from home. So like I'm trying to do little things every day 
uh, even one tiny thing. And that helps my anxiety. I'm doing, I started doing my new podcast because it helps my anxiety, you know, like, sure. Am I, uh, addicted to likes? Absolutely. But like mostly having, um, having an outlet and having something to do on a schedule and putting my energy into something really helps. And like my generalized anxiety is just like a fear of the unknown, a lack of control. I'm a control freak. My dad was a Marine and a football player. So he, um, he's a fucking control freak. And you know, you pick up things from your parents. My mother is also a hypochondriac and scared of everything. So you put those two together and you get Linda. And that's what I'm working with, basically. You made a great point about having a schedule for this time for people who are where we're stuck at home, where we don't, we're directionless, we're freaking out, we're filled with anxiety. And without any kind of schedule or structure, you fall into your own disarray. Right. Absolutely. I even, I had a Mario Kart tournament yesterday with people and that was like, <laughs> we all felt alive and we all, we're going to do it next Sunday too. And that's like church to us now is Mario Kart. Oh. Um, Walk us through yep. like a typical quarantine day in your house. Like what time do you wake up? What time mm. do you go to bed? Okay. Well, for the first few weeks, I got to tell you, I was up till 3 a.m. and everything, nothing made sense anymore. And I was just sleeping until whenever I allowed myself to do that. I've evened out. Now, I'd say that I wake up at about eight or nine. I, uh, I go to the, if I have to go to the supermarket, which I'm not this week, I did a great job last week. I go as early as possible. That's me. You should leave that for immune compromised people, elderly and anxiety people. It's also before the work, before the work from homers, um, get up generally. So I just try to go early. It's true. Um, hold on. I'm writing this um, down. Yeah. Anxiety people. Yeah. Uh, yeah That's yeah, such yeah. good advice, Linda. This right. is why people should listen right. to your podcast. If you're a, like somebody who's not wearing a mask or gloves, you, I want you to go peak. Peak day, midday, 1 p.m., 2 p.m. Do not come for me when I'm crying and screaming with my fucking face mask on. Like, I have a full coverage, sunglass, old lady, skincare face mask that I wear to the supermarket now, okay? So, like, let me let me be weird alone, okay? Um, also a good um, name for a podcast. Let me be weird alone. <laughs> yeah, that's the next episode of mine. So I'll do that. And then, like, this is my, I'll describe my most anxiety-prone day, which is the supermarket. Um, and then everything else is kind of a chill, fun time. That day, then I come home. I have to... I have a bag waiting for me. I take off my Michael Myers jumpsuit that I wear to the supermarket. I put that in the bag. I take off the shoes. I, wa I walk backward into a new pair of shoes that I think are more uh, sanitized. Then I bring all the bags in, and then I bleach wipe all the food down, mm. like the packaging. And then I put it away, and then I bleach all the bags, and then I throw them away. And then I bleach the floors and I take a shower and then I do laundry, which is down the hall. So I have to bleach the floor on the way to the laundry. And, and I have laundry shoes that just specifically go to the laundry that I bleach on the way. So I feel pretty good about and I bleach the machine. I bleach everything. And then I do laundry and then I sit on a metal chair in the middle of my apartment and wait for it to be done. And then I um, once it's done, I take a shower again and then I'm safe. And then I shove the clothes in the closet and wait. I, that's like an activity for another day. I just leave them in the bag and shove them in the closet and don't look at them. And that's like fun for Wednesday, you know, <laughs> for the laundry. And how often are you going uh, to the store? Once a week? Once every other week? I'm trying to do once every other week. I wow. tried to do Amazon Fresh. There's like you got to wait. Uh, you got to wait until midnight. 
with your like like holding your eyelids open and like clicking like delivery window um and they're never available instacart i made it i made an order and then they said we're going on strike and i said fuck you and i canceled uh whole foods can blow me so i'm just going to the supermarket yeah, when whole, I need whole to. Foods can blow fucking everyone. <laughs> Fuck Amazon. Yeah. I would you say on any given day when you're playing when you're going to Mario Kart church or dealing right. with the laundry, would you say you're more concerned with getting COVID 2020 <laughs> or paying your bills? I'm more concerned with paying my bills um because I feel like I'm like I don't have you know, I've got my own health problems, but I don't have hypertension. I don't have the things that are the real issue with it. And sure, anybody can get cut, sh- shut down at any time by it. But I'm more concerned with paying the bills. As a Washingtonian, I feel a little bit better about that. Working more so toward toward helping people than perhaps other places that I've seen in the country that are just like, go ahead and die, you know? <laughs> Oh, you mean like right. if you can't pay something or just helping you right. making sure. Right. And like I and it's like, uh, you know, if I stop paying the rent, they're not going to evict me, which is like in practice in a lot of places. So I feel sort of OK about that. Um, and I know that because I made the choice to work for the man and get unemployment, that eventually when it comes through, I will make enough um, at least for rent, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, which is why why I'm podcasting, try to trying to make that sweet penny of ad revenue per listen you know now what are your top tips for dealing with stress do you have any for dealing with stress i do yes Uh, one that i learned from one of my favorite podcasts called dumb gay politics with julian brandy (laughs) let's be more specific and say the patreon because that's where the party's at if you're not let me do a shameless plug for you um, if you're not subscribed to the patreon of dumb gay politics or just let's call it julian brandy uh you know uh, forego uh, something in your life and pay that dollar for that episode because <laughs> it is a lifesaver. So that actually is a way that I'm dealing with stress is that I listen to podcasts of uh, people that I love, you know, um, Adam and Erica, Johnny McGovern, all those, all my, I happen to be friends with a lot of podcasters. So like, I'm just listening to my friends, quite frankly. Um, but the number one thing that I learned that I'm doing also is dancing yeah, that you learned Julian from Brancy. us. Yeah, <laughs> I bought uh, before the end of the of world. the world, uh, <laughs> the old world. I said I'm going to buy one last Nintendo Switch game. What is it? And I said, Just Dance 2020. <laughs> so, um, and Brandy said, Learn sushi, and so I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, um, can't wait. And Mark Namora is a uh, he's like a dancer for Britney Spears and Lady Gaga, and he does it. 2 p.m. Pacific time every day on Instagram live. He does like 20 minutes of like Richard Simmons style dance aerobics. Mm. That's really helpful. And then like, even like keeping my schedule, I've stopped wearing, you know, regular clothes. I just wear, um, tights and like, uh, and t-shirts. And so, uh, a good portion of my day is spent cause I don't want to go to that fucking washing machine. You just heard what I have to do to go to the washing machine to feel okay. <laughs> So I've started washing my panties in the sink um, and I just wear clothes that I can wash in the sink. And so doing my hand wash is a passion of mine now. It's doing laundry on a rock. <laughs> also, I don't I don't have four dollars and quarter to wash the laundry. Like I used to love doing laundry. It was like my favorite thing. Uh, so I was like, yeah, let's fucking do this load. You know, hot loads for everybody. 
<laughs> so I would, so now I've just adapted that passion to doing it in the sink. And I just like, do it every few days because the fun project and I pour, um, first I put it in a sink, put the detergent on and I pour boiling water over it mm. and then let it sit for a little while. And then I cool it down with some regular hot water and just let it sit. And then I start stirring and squeezing. And I, I like just move it around. Like I'm, I'm kneading dough. And then I like open the drain, let it go. And then just fill it with more hot water until the sort of like suds are gone. Are these your same tips for dealing with boredom? Uh, yeah, I mean, all the chips are interchangeable now because, like, what the fuck else are you doing, Brandy? Right. Like, <laughs> well, um, I mean, sometimes boredom will make me do more self-destructive shit right. as opposed. And I right. guess stre- I guess you're right because stress will too, and then loneliness. I guess it's all right. interchangeable. Well, I was like, you know, my parents also, uh, aside from being neurotic control freaks worked constantly as a child so i spent most of my time alone growing up so like i'm kind of suited for this i had a cook for myself my sister took a lot of the brunt of that but like i was pretty much alone and creating my own fun and stuff so um you just got to create things to do in some way and they can be the mundane you know that's where we are now you're in this for the long haul like we are not going back to work on may 1st like there is states that they just don't <laughs> So many people just went to church. Thousands of people just went to church. And I saw an analogy on Twitter by some prophet genius with a ha- at handle saying um, having some states closed and some states open is like having a pissing section in the pool. And that's the goddamn truth. That is great. And then they're going to come back. Everybody, the, our governor's like, please, please, please don't come visit this beautiful state. I know it's like the most beautiful time of year and everybody wants to come to Seattle. Do not fucking come here, please, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but they're they're going to they're gonna bring their COVID and sit on, you know, uh, Golden Gardens and infect everyone. Yeah, I mean, from someone who loves peeing in a pool, it's, <laughs> right. that's, um, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Because they don't care about anyone else. Before we right, let you exactly. go, what do you, what are some things you think that people should avoid in their, in their self-care and quarantine I hate to say it to you, but alcohol, like, and hardcore drugs, like you should <laughs> use this time to sober up a little bit. I mean, like if you're having a little wine and a little of this and a little of that, that's fine. I think alcohol is like a real immune suppressor. I stopped drinking just cause I don't like being hung over like a year or two ago. So I'm also, that's easy for me. I'm preaching to the choir of myself, you know, but like right. if you need to do that, go ahead. I take anxiety pills personally, call your doctor, Get an anxiety pill, pill subscri- uh, subscription, subscription. A prescription, <laughs> prescription mailed to you and like, just take it down a notch. Do a little, don't stop. Let's say do, I'm a big believer in harm reduction. So like, you know, maybe ration that bottle of wine, you know, do have it, have it over the course of three days instead of one, you know? Uh, and I hate, I hate that that's the answer that I'm giving you, but it kind of is. Cause like you need to keep your immune system up a little bit. Right. And the government is not going to help you. Like, there is no help. So you are doing this for yourself. So make whatever it is, healthy choices that you can and harm reduce a little bit. So, you know, like, that's that's it. Try to eat. Um, aside from that, let's say you don't want to stop drinking or you don't drink at all. Eat uh, probiotics. Eat some yogurt in the morning. Eat some sauerkraut. That's what I'm doing. Have some. Uh, your gut. Your gut is really good for your brain. You know, like for your B vitamins, eat some nutritional yeast. B vitamins are mood boosters. Have some immune boosting berries, applesauce, 
orange marmalade, like things that keep easy that uh, are immune boosters. And shouldn't people be avoiding the news, Dr. Linda? Oh, absolutely. I (laughs) dip into Twitter once in a while. I don't watch television at all in the daytime anymore, period. I am not watching coronavirus live. And like that is not useful to me. That is just a panic tool that's brainwashing my giving my mother uh, brain worms. And like it's the decline of our society. Yeah, well, so we're I'm not, not we aren't watching any any news. We watch coronavirus oh, live because Donald Trump likes to lie and pretend it's all good. And we're opening on May 1st. So that doesn't actually make us right. panic for whatever reason. It feels very normsy to watch him <laughs> tell reporters their right. hacks and shit. <laughs> But the news, well, I you, can't even for yeah. one, I'm talking about one second, if I if I even see it, it's like the minute it's even on accidentally, it's like 900,000 new deaths a, yeah. in Burbank. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is that doing on my TV? They're not taking right. the time, like we've said last week, and Jane Goodall also yeah. said, like, we, we now we know it's like everyone's dying, blah, 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 panic, panic, panic. All the news outlets could be using this time to start making the change, and none of them fucking are. Right. And it's fucking right. bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's bullshit. They're, they're still operating over, like, sensationalism and ratings and fear and things like that mm-hmm. that are not helpful at all. Nope. So, like, I dip into Twitter. I see what's going on. I say, the world is burning. Cool. How is it burning? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And I try to suss out some facts, and I say, Awesome. And then I put on my goddamn Spotify and I listen to music all day long, okay. all day long. Yeah. And while I'm doing washing my panties or um, cooking some dinner or whatever, I just do music, music, music. And then nighttime comes and I watch like a show about uh, how we built the pyramids or something by a soothing <laughs> man with a soothing voice, you know, like, like, yeah, I, and love then I, go to sleep. Shows. I love those shows. You and I are on the same streaming plat. Like we're always watching the same thing. <laughs> Well, now we can just cut out when you said to stop alcohol and just leave me basically the news Please. portion. Well, I, that's a practical thing. Like, drink all, drink your heart away if you want to. I'm not a real doctor, but I would say that that's helpful. Like, if I drank alcohol every day right now, I would be waking up like uh, nothing fucking matters and like yeah. hitting myself in the face with my Corona shoe. You know, yeah. like that's me. Well, Dr. Linda, I mean, it's it's funny, you know, you say you're not a doctor, and yet the ma- the top doctor of the America <laughs> said the same exact thing. The Surgeon General He's said... He's a you fucking need- asshole, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You do sound like a real doctor, Linda. I mean, for with all due, like, people should listen to your podcast yeah. because it's immensely helpful for all. It's, it's, the, it's the tip for it's the boredom, the t- for the loneliness, for the stress. For all of it. And it is cool, and it <laughs> is comforting. The voice is there. <laughs> And I love, though, the voice is there. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to talk in a soothing manner. And you do. Like, I'm rambling to myself in a soothing manner and giving you some tips. You know, like, that's it. That's that's what it is. And, like, I've been traumatized for the last 35 years, consistently every day of my life. So I've developed coping mechanisms, and I'm sharing with them them with you on the Cool Comfort Pod, which is available on all streaming platforms. <laughs> well, then, where, is that the only place you want people to find you, or do you want to give out your socials? You can call, you can find me. I've, I've opened up my socials. I used to be very private, and now that the world is burning, you can at me at the underscore Linda underscore James on Twitter and Instagram. I had to put in the underscores because I, I got rid of the old the Linda James for a while, and a Russian bot took it over, and she's very sad and horny. 
And so don't go to her. Put in the underscores. Oh, the Russian bots. They're coming for all of us. We love you, Linda. Thank you. I love you guys. You guys are are, uh, my number one uh, mental health providers to me. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Now it's time for So There's That. So this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant zombie pandemic nightmare that we are all living in right now. This segment is hard for Julie on a regular day, but it's so impossible now that we're about to say fuck it and replace it permanently with a new segment called Melania Trump Reads Things. But for now, (laughs) Meow Meow says she can do it. So let's see what so there's that moment she pulled out of her ass for this week. Yeah, it's so hard. It's <laughs> you, so hard. I gave you the chance to quit the show, but I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to can't quit you. Not okay. can't quit you. So there's that. OK, so I thought you're talking to me. I can't quit you either. OK, now <laughs> we're looking for things during coronavirus that just like, you know, it could be easy to like find like the people who donated food. It could. It's like the these people right. gave money. These people people are being very very generous and those stories are like you know are pretty prevalent right now so it's like i don't want to fall just that to that even though right generosity is a wonderful thing and it should make you feel good it is wonderful now we are also which we probably but you all- are going to fall to just always talking about animals aren't you not this week okay good good <laughs> i thought you were i could believe me okay. i could However, I'm not this week because I was reminded while I was looking for the so there's that that we are in an election year and not only are we in an election year, but it was due to this election, which sparked um, a lot of discussion, discourse and conversation on the state of elections and how, um, you know, voter suppression, like how are people going to vote all this shit, right? Well, this year, the election's fucked <laughs> and there's a bunch of states that still have elections and everyone is like, but what are we going to do? Are we going to stay at home and how are we going to vote? And uh, it's all fucked up and voter suppression <laughs> and fucking my ID and blah, blah, blah. And then what did Wisconsin do? They're like, fuck it. Let's have a shitty turnout and see what happens. Fucking the coronavirus fucking has Democrats and Republicans fighting over mail-in ballots and, you know, trying to get the Trump the fuck out. And we the last thing we want to do is have Trump be like, because of coronavirus, I'm going to be king for another four years. I cannot. So we don't want to deal with that. So we really need to figure out a way to fucking get the vote out. Well, the fight is raging. And what are we going to do? And it's sort of certainly up in the air. But I was so pleased and happy and inspired and excited to read that Virginia and the Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, was like, hey, y'all, guess what? I love blackface. (laughs) Well, he is Good old blackface Northam. That's that's what they call him. And he has been working to erase that problem. (laughs) Well, he went and signed legislation Sunday, making Election Day a state holiday in Virginia. Now, I'm sure he was hoping that this wasn't going to be overshadowed by coronavirus, but hey, 
he didn't care. It will be a paid by your employer state holiday. So everyone gets to vote without any fucking compromise. He also loosened their stupid voter ID laws, which made it complicated and inconvenient for people to register to vote. And he made it so people could even start voting 45 days before the election and adopted automatic voter registration. This is great news and a real step in the right direction. Yeah, we should all roll down there and pretend we're citizens for the day and do voting. Seriously. Like seriously. Now, the best part of this voting holiday is that it replaces another holiday on the same exact day that they have there now which is fucking commemorating general e lee and stonewall jackson both of whom fought to preserve slavery and had slaves so see you later bitches okay which this nice holiday to literally up until this year yet a holiday commemorating fucking those two motherfuckers beyond it bears discussing also that in January of 2019, Democrats proposed a sweeping bill that would make Election Day a national holiday, among other measures. Yes, that was like a huge thing. But guess what? Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the oh, measure no. would pay government workers to hang, quote, hang out at the polls during an election or campaign for candidates. So it was Mitch McConnell that stopped that dead in its tracks, making voting a national holiday, election day, like a a, a voting day to it's so it's, that you wouldn't mind boggling. Have to figure out how to how take to off work, take off leave work. school, whatever. Okay, Mitch McConnell did that. So election day being a holiday is still in the hands of the states, and a few states are doing this, but they all need to do it since the federal government, at least under Emperor McConnell, will never go for it. Fucking Mitch McConnell sidebar needs to get goddamn repealed, and let's not forget Amy McGrath is running against him. So sidebar, go vote for her. He needs to fucking go in Kentucky. You guys, please, you're gonna go up, do your mail-in ballot, whatever Ugh. the fuck we're gonna have to do in November. It's a few months away. Get Mitch McConnell out. We will go in full quarantine spacesuits with Brittany <laughs> from fucking Vanderpump, and we yeah. will go campion. Anywho, I'm really proud and happy that Virginia's doing this, and I think it's great of Governor Northam to push this through. We need some good news right now and a little sliver of light during this bizarre time, and I'm also glad that our politicians and leaders are remembering to keep working on things that aren't just about corona fucking virus, yep. things that can really make a difference for people that we need, like voting. Voting needs to be easy for people and safe and protected for every citizen. Every citizen of this country needs to go out and be able to vote, whether it's with by mail, by... Com- we need to figure it out without any barriers or discrimination. So huzzah to you, Ralph Northam. I hope every state follows your lead and hopefully we're on our way to elections being full federal holidays. So there's that. Well, that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Quarantine Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much. And we're so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. There's no politics, no ads, no Trump, no toilet paper hoarding. And best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. That's right. Just go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to sign up. And if you're still on the fence when you get there, scroll down to the episode from September 11th. 
It's unlocked and free for you to try out. But we know we're in this shit for a minimum of two more weeks, so you should sign up now. Listen to a million episodes while you're deep cleaning your oven for the first time in your life or doing your COVID-19 daily walk. And then when this is all over, you can cancel it and go back out in the world again, knowing that you are a part of the dumb gay pandemic known as our Patreon. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Dr. Linda James. The voice is. (laughs) How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual, that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hit, hit, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. (laughs) But not the symptom. (laughs) 